0: Welcome to the Believe in the Cowboys podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the network for professional podcasters. Brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes on the Gridirons teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up and don't forget to use promo code NFL 100 bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports bet online your online sportsbook experts I'm Paul Catalina alongside former Cowboys quarterback Danny White and Danny the Cowboys get a a really a a hard-fought win against a, a good a, a team, I don't know. A, a good Chargers team may not be the the right thing yet, but a, a Chargers team, I think, is going to be very good. Justin Herbert's a fantastic young quarterback. They were very adaptive. The defense held up uh, very well. Uh, I was very impressed to see how the Cowboys morphed from week one to week two.
1: Well, I I couldn't agree more, Paul. And and it was so nice to see. I don't I don't remember the last time. We saw the Cowboys with a two headed monster in the backfield, but to see Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott um, both back there, both as a threat to run, both as a threat to pass. And you know what, what, what people don't realize is a pass protection for a running back is probably the most difficult part uh, of their um, repertoire, if you will. Um, And in the past, it's been Pollard out there mostly throwing the ball because not only is he a good receiver coming out of the backfield, but he's a good pass protector as well. So there was a definite uh, key on him from the defense to throw the ball. When he was in the game, the, uh, the advantage was passing game. That wasn't the case the other night. He was as effective running the ball as he was catching the ball out of the backfield or pass protecting. And uh, what a difference that makes for Kellen Moore calling the plays, um, and for the defense, and for everybody involved to have two backs that are both double threats. Um, so that was that was a real key the other night, and hopefully the Cowboys can keep that going because teams are going to really have a hard time stopping this offense. Um, And Terrence Steele had a great game. And, uh, you know, so so the Cowboys up front, there was a lot of concern. Zach Martin, was he going to stay at right guard? Was he going to go to tackle? We talked about all that stuff before the game. Well, None of it even became a factor because Terrence Steele played so well at right tackle, they didn't have to make any other adjustments. Yeah. Um, Between Terrence Steele and Tony Pollard running the football and catching it out of the backfield, uh, the Cowboys offense was much more balanced. And even though Dak didn't have statistically the kind of a game that we've seen from him the last five or six games, it didn't matter and this is this is what we want to see out of dak is that balance yeah he may throw a pick or two he may not have 400 yards passing that's a good sign and we saw that at the other of the night
0: i think it's a good sign that the cowboys showed to be adaptive i think one of the knocks on jason garrett he didn't I, I always thought he didn't get quite a fair shake from cowboys fans because there were a lot of things that were in total disarray before he took over that he completely fixed and changed about the culture and the locker room and all these things that the cowboys had but one of the knocks on him was that his offense and, his, and Scott Linehan's offense—that was the offense. That was what they were going to do. It wasn't really adaptive. It wasn't—they weren't really ever playing to the opponent. They were just kind of like, "This is what we're going to do." And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, Kellen Moore's—and now, granted, he has a lot of weapons, but he's—he's he's started to adapt it. And then they—they they knew, like throwing the ball sixty times, probably not going to get it done every week. And they—they they grew from that week to week, which I was really happy to see.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anytime you're throwing the ball sixty times a game, something's something's not right. And uh so this this was much better in that regard. And Jason Garrett, you know, versus Mike McCarthy. Uh Jason Garrett very close to the vest, very uh conservative play caller. He didn't have the tools that Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore had the other night because they didn't have that balance. It this was this was a gift from the football gods <laughs> to Kellen Moore to be able to have both backs and have them both in the game and be able to have your your entire game plan at your disposal regardless of who the back was in the game um, and and so that hopefully that can continue and I know Kellen. Uh, is going to count on it because this week getting ready for the Eagles, he, he's going to assume that he's going to have that same type of production out of both backs and out of his offensive line. The defensive line now is another issue. So offensively, we may need to score 50 points to win Monday night um, just because we're so limited defensively.
0: Yeah, that's that's a, a good point. And, and Philadelphia has played – Two very different games. They had a big offensive explosion in week one. Uh, week two, they played a really good defensive team in, in, in the 49ers and, and were were contained. But uh, I think when you're on Monday Night Football against the Eagles, all that stuff kind of goes out the window in this division. I, I, I expect a, a kind of a wild game. I think the Cowboys, you know, should win this game based on everything we know. But the defensive line you mentioned, they're down to one starter now, right, be- that they planned on because Randy Gregory back from the COVID list, but Demarcus Lawrence still going to be out for a, a good long while, and they've lost uh, Dorrance Armstrong, who stepped in last week when you know both Lawrence and Gregory weren't available, and uh, Carlos Watkins also out. So uh, their starters on the defensive line are, are just not available.
1: Well, they're down to their third tackle, third defensive tackle at both the one and the three position. Um, and, yeah, you get Gregory back, uh, but Lawrence is still out. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and with Lawrence Armstrong out, they're down to their third rush in. Now the, the big, big um, bright spot, of course, um was they uh, There, the, the guy that came through as a defensive end, you know was oh, michael Mark. parsons yeah. um, who uh, just lit it up. I mean, the guy is a phenomenal athlete. I, i'm I'm beginning to believe he could play any position on the football field, including quarterback. I don't know, I've never seen him throw, but uh, other than that, um boy, what a weapon that guy is. So now, Uh, Dan Quinn can put him, line him up anywhere he wants, and the offense is going to have to adjust to it um, because he can play down, he can play up. So that, that was a big, big plus defensively for the Cowboys. And as long as Micah Parsons can continue to play, you know, that way, um, then that'll be a big plus. But he can't play more than one position at one time. That's, that's the problem. If he, could, if he could play a rush end and linebacker at the same time, that'd be nice, but he can't. So, um, yeah, it really, really hurts to lose Watkins and Armstrong. Um, and, and so they're going to struggle up front. Uh, they, they move people around a lot, and Quinn is as good as they come at adjusting to things like that. Um, so they'll be as good as they can be, but you, you can only do so much when you're limited, uh, talent wise, personnel wise, and I'm not sure how they'll line up. It'll be interesting on the opening snap of the game when the Eagles have the ball to see who's lined up, where they may have two guys down, you know, when everybody else up, we'll have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, we will. I, I am excited for the future of a Cowboys healthy defense where, you can light up Micah Parsons uh, all over the field in a defensive series, you know, as opposed to having to put him a certain place just because you're you're down for injuries. It's rare when defenses have a guy who can be that Swiss Army knife. I think about in a different sense, Troy Polamalu with the Steelers, when he first came up, they could just line him up anywhere and he could wreak havoc. And that's what it looks like they can do with Micah Parsons. is just line him up where the best mismatch is and have him ruin the play for the offense. So looking forward to seeing that when the rest of the guys are actually healthy. Right now, it's still nice to see that he can do whatever they need him to do, though.
1: No, you're right. Um, yeah, we're all looking forward to the day when we can have everybody on the field um, in fact, that might be a good Las Vegas bet, the <laughs> over/under or whatever you want to call it. When the Cowboys will be up full strength defensively, uh, I thought Mike McCarthy said it right when he said it's a long season, and um, it really is. It's it's a long season, and uh, we'll have these guys back at some point. Um, and for now, we just have to we just have to get by. And if you know, if we can come out of this. First half of the season at five hundred, I think we'll be in in good shape.
0: Yeah, uh, to Philadelphia now. Jalen Hurts is a mobile quarterback. Um, he's a right now. He's a running quarterback, Danny. And and you know uh, we've talked about those guys and their shelf life, but uh, with the defensive line. Having some some problems, or I mean, at least depth problems right now. Uh, what kind of challenges does that present for the defense having to try and keep a guy like Jalen Hurts in the well uh, instead of letting him roll out of the pocket and do things?
1: Well, that's yeah, that's one more thing that uh, the, that on the plate of, of Dan Quinn um, is a is a quarterback that uh, he can run. Uh, The the beauty of that, of playing a quarterback like that, is you take away his number one receiver and he's going to run with the ball. That's what defines, if you will, a running quarterback. Not that they run him on an option or a quarterback draw or a designed quarterback run, but whether or not he goes through his progression before he gets to himself. Um, right now Jalen hurts is getting to number one and then sometimes to number two, but he never gets to three. He's uh, you know, he's, he, which, which qualifies him as a running quarterback. Um, Once he gets to where he's going one, two, three feet, one, two, three, Jalen boy, he's going to be deadly. He'll be hard to prepare for, for now. Uh, Dan Quinn knows that he's going to take off pretty quickly. He's not going to wait around for someone to get open. Um, that can be a little bit easier to, to game plan for than a guy that gets through his whole progression.
0: Yeah, uh, And, you know, a pleasant surprise to me so far has at least been, uh, at least last week, I mean, against Tom Brady, you know, they, they got some interceptions, but no secondary is, is ever going to come out feeling great, I would think. But against Justin Herbert, I mean, Trayvon Diggs made one of the best interceptions I've seen in a long time uh, on a pass that Justin Herbert usually completes because his arm is so good. But uh, the secondary's been okay so far. They have. You know, some deficiencies, and I know they want to get Kelvin Joseph back to see how he can help them, but uh, so far, um, I, I think uh, Jaron Jaron played really well. They, they've gotten some good things out of secondary that was not good at all last year.
1: Well, yeah, they've, that's been a pleasant surprise, I think, so far. You know, after two games, and that interception that Diggs made, um, a typical receiver going right to left, right-handed quarterback, and a young quarterback, and the ball is a little bit behind, just enough for Diggs to to get in there and make a great play, made a great catch. But but it it was because the ball was a little bit underthrown, and that is so typical of a right-handed quarterback with a receiver going right to left. It's a thing that Dak Prescott struggles with. Uh, one of the few guys that I've seen that can get it out in front is is Aaron Rodgers, and he does it all the time. He's such an accurate thrower. But most right-handed quarterbacks struggle with that receiver going right to left, um, and and that one uh, came back to, to bite him, uh, Justin Herbert, and he'll learn from that. He'll he'll learn to get that left foot over, exaggerate your left foot, getting getting your left hip open, getting it out of the way so that you can lead the receiver where he needs to be led, uh, and that was one that. Uh, that he missed that ended up causing turning into an interception. Again, though, a great, great play by Diggs. We're finding out what a great athlete he is and how valuable he is to the Cowboys as the one, if you want to have a shutdown corner, it would be Diggs um, for now, at least if, if they ever need that. So far, they haven't played him as a shutdown corner where he's traveling right to left with a particular receiver, but if they ever get to that point where they want to do it, he's our guy.
0: Yeah, and and this best football is still ahead of him. I, I, I'm very really. excited about him. He's uh, he's you know he's still making those young guy mistakes, but uh, you know that was one of my favorite things on Hard Knocks to watch him get schooled by Amari Cooper and then come back and go, all right, I want Amari Cooper again. It, it tells me it tells me that he's. You know, he's not going to shy away from anything. So uh, I'm excited about, about Trayvon Diggs. And, Danny, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, in all my football watching life, uh, have never experienced the – like, I love watching him as a fan of football, but as a person who follows the Cowboys, a fan of the Cowboys, and covers the Cowboys, there's not been an athlete in my life that has gut-punched me more than that guy. And <laughs> the The playoff game where he threw that ball to Jared Cook where – I mean, yeah. he's the one guy on the planet that could make that throw in that yeah. time. And you think of, like, of all the things on the many Earths that could have happened, like, that's the one thing. He's the one guy at the time that could have done that. I, I, I still will wake up at night thinking about that stupid game and how the Cowboys, I thought they had him, and Aaron Rodgers just was Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, well, you're right about one thing. There's not another guy... Uh, that could make that throw. And everybody talks about Tom Brady being the goat. Um, I, I would respectfully disagree. And Tom Brady is a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but he's a pocket quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers is a pocket quarterback most of the time. But when he needs to be, he can get out of the pocket. The one thing that Tom Brady can't do. Um, he, he's constantly aware of defenses and people running off the field and catching them with 12 guys on the field and jumping up and quick snapping the defense and using the hard count to get them off. So he he, he uses every tool in the quarterback manual and uh, Brady is limited in that one regard in that he cannot make plays with his feet. He can't extend plays like Brady, like uh, Rogers can. And, and the thing about Rogers, the, Great thing about Rodgers, if you ask me, is he can throw a ball accurately from any foot position. He can be falling backwards. He can be running to his right. He can be running to his left. And he had, he's had he got huge hands. So he's throwing it. like It'd be like, for me, throwing one of those mini footballs. You know, you just flip it. And he flips it. And uh, just like that pass that you mentioned to Cook, I was there at the game and Unbelievable throw caught him, got him going down the He actually threw the ball out of bounds on the left side. It yeah. was that throw I was just talking about a receiver going right to left, oh. and he put it right at the one spot where Jared Cook could catch it and nobody else could. That's what Aaron Rodgers brings to the table, and that's what makes him, in my opinion, the true GOAT. If there's such a thing,
0: yeah, he's. Um, I want to see this one time ahead here in Waco, the this uh, softball guy's name's the king in his court and he goes around and does all these softball oh, yeah. tricks he i'm sure he, and he you know hey uh he'll, he'll put up a target and he'll hit like he'll blindfold and hit it like break a plate with a softball that's what darren rogers is like as a quarterback well i'm gonna go break this plate on the 17 yard line out of bounds <laughs> you know and they're like no 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 not even the best ever could do. you know name it marino nobody can do that no i can and I'm going to do it with one foot in the air, too. There's I'm going to raise my degree of difficulty. He's, he's ridiculous. Uh, all right, Dave, so this week against the Eagles, they don't have a – like what you'd call a whole bunch of scary offensive weapons yet. They've got young guys, Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner last year, Jalen Rager uh, from TCU, uh, you know, real young, fast guys. Their running game isn't quite established outside of Jalen Hurts. They've got two really good tight ends. The offensive line's been in flux. What do you expect to see from them this week to try to, how are they going to attack the Cowboys?
1: Well, I don't know. And that's, and that's the thing about having a young quarterback and, some couple of very gifted receivers, as you mentioned. Um, the Cowboys. For, this is a game that's a that for the Cowboys. It's about the Cowboys. It's not about the Eagles. Um, if the Cowboys go out and establish their game, their running game, like they did against the Chargers, and play play a solid defense, don't give up any big plays. Um, then they'll win the football game. But if the Cowboys beat themselves, the only way the Cowboys lose is if they beat themselves, in in my opinion, again. Um, again, though, this is going to be a long season. The Cowboys are going to be shorthanded more so than the Eagles this week. Maybe the next time we play them it'll be the other way around. But right now the Cowboys are shorthanded a little bit, but I still believe with Micah Parsons emerging like he has with, uh, uh, with Troy Pollard emerging like he has offensively. I think if the Cowboys can build on that, then it doesn't really matter who the opponent is unless it's just, you know, Maybe Tampa, but you saw how close we played Tampa. So I think that was a positive as much as anything. But um, right now it's about the Cowboys being the best version of themselves. It's not about who they're playing. So I don't think it matters much about the Eagles and what they do. It's about the Cowboys going out and playing their football and they'll win the game.
0: What was the rivalry like between you and the Eagles when you were when you were playing?
1: Oh it was it was tremendous. It wasn't quite what the Redskin rivalry was, but it was pretty close because the Eagle fans were were such turncoats. I mean they they would they would they would turn on their team so fast. And we knew it. And so we think hey, we just got to get ahead. We just got to get a big play. We just, you know, and the fans will will absolutely turn Redskin fans aren't like that. Redskin fans are pretty loyal, but at least back then. Now I can't speak to the Eagle fans of today, but back then the Eagles were probably the the second biggest rival, probably the Redskins and the Eagles and the Giants um, in, in that order. But uh, the Eagles. I mean, this this is going to be a this is going to be a big game. This is by far the biggest game of the year so far. Um, because it's mainly because it's a division game which means it's it has double the importance not only do you get a win in the division but one of your division foes, if you will gets a loss. Um, so it has that that kind of double effect. Um, but this is going to be an exciting this this season this year has been crazy. And I'm just kind of sitting back and enjoying the ride right now because I think it's going to be that way for a while with, with all the injuries, with the COVID issue, um, injuries. And as long as they keep cutting back on training camp and keeping players out of training camp, and that that's my opinion. All the injuries we're seeing are because guys don't play in training camp. They don't get their bodies ready for live football. And you're seeing just a lot of soft tissue issues, a lot of knees, a lot of hamstrings, a lot of quads, Um, you know, broken bones, a broken bone. That's going to happen whether you have a training camp or not. But most of these injuries that we're seeing are, are soft tissue injuries. They've got some guys on COVID. But for one reason or another, either lack of training camp or COVID, we're seeing teams struggling like the Cowboys are right now with players not being available to them, the team that is able to manage that. And I, again, I go back to the whole football gods issue. That's, that's something that you can't really control. Um, and the team that manages that whole scenario of injuries and sicknesses and players not being available for whatever reason is the team that's going to come out on top.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm sure you don't miss going to the vet. The the links
1: <laughs> no, a lot nicer. No, not not only do I not miss the stadium, I don't miss the field. That field <laughs> was the hard. It was concrete with a little carpet on top of it, and it was the most uh, dangerous field for two reasons. One, if you fall on it, you're going to separate your shoulder or break your collarbone. Number two, the Eagles every year designed their uniforms to match the field and they would get in the end zone. And I mean, I've thrown interceptions or, or missed passes because there was a defender there that I never saw. And it was because his Jersey matched the color of the field I, identically. And so now they can't do it in Texas stadium. Well, because they'll probably be, be wearing white. I don't
0: know.
1: Nah, well, a- no, they won't. They'll be wearing green Cowboys will wear white. Um, but again, that's an issue when you play the Eagles with those green jerseys. They design them to match, especially the, the field they play on at home, which was the vet, as you say, terrible place to play for an opponent. Um, but, but also, um, you know, just because they're green. Yeah. Uh, they're one of the, one of the only – I can't think of another green team – um, that the Cowboys play.
0: No, absolutely not. Uh, well, Danny, thank you uh, so much again this week. Uh, great stuff. Danny will be on the broadcast for Compass Media Networks as he is every week and enjoying a cheesesteak in Philly this weekend. I hope he gets to do that. And uh, uh, if, I mean, you, what, do you, will you go? Do you go out when you go to towns and get the local board affair?
1: Well, except we're in Dallas, Uh, but but when we go to Philly, no, I don't. I I get in my room. I I get, get to the hotel, get in my room, lock the door, order room service, get in my pajamas and turn on the TV. (laughs) That's always been my regimen when we go on the road and still is, even though I'm not playing. Um, no, I, I, I still just, uh, prefer, uh, the the home cuisine if i'm going to go out i'm going to go out in dallas not yeah. not in philadelphia or new york or washington
0: well uh there's probably still some philly fans walking around they go oh my god that's danny white let's boo him so it's nah. probably good <laughs> <laughs>
1: i don't think so but i still i still just uh I just play it safe.
0: Yeah. Well, that's uh, great stuff uh, again from Danny. And uh, and always enjoy doing the podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Have a great football weekend, everybody. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube.